Today, you're listening to a special episode of the Nature India podcast from New Delhi, India. This is Shubhra Priyadarshini. In December of 2017, India lost one of its most pioneering scientists, Lalji Singh, known as the father of DNA fingerprinting in India. It is because of Lalji Singh that DNA evidence is permissible in the courts of this country. For this special tribute episode, Amrita Gupta spoke to some of Lalji Singh's peers and colleagues. We hear a little more about him and the legacy he leaves behind. I have been associated with uh, Dr. Lalji Singh for the last 25 years. And we together worked on human populations and uh, made very significant contribution. Uh, we were the first group to understand uh, the origin of modern human in the Indian subcontinent. And we have established that uh, Andamanis are the first modern human migrated out of Africa about 65,000 years back. That's Kumaraswamy Tangaraj, a senior principal scientist at the Center for Cellular and Molecular Biology, where Singh was a former director. Tangaraj spoke to me from his lab in Hyderabad to reminisce for a little while about his mentor. He was a young PhD student when he met Lalji Singh, who, by the way, didn't start out studying humans at all. In fact, Dr. Lalji Singh uh, started his scientific career studying the sex chromosomes of the snakes. Uh, in the primitive snakes, uh, we cannot actually differentiate the sex chromosomes. Then he started working on at DNA level and found that there's a class of repetitive sequence, particularly GATA, in the W chromosome of snakes. So that actually led to identification of sex-specific DNA in snakes. That sequence was found to be conserved across various species, animals, plants, and humans. It was Singh who established that it could be used to generate individual DNA fingerprints. After UK and USA, so India became the third country in the world to generate its own DNA probe for uh, DNA fingerprinting. So he demonstrated uh, using that probe that uh, every single individual can be identified as a unique person. The indigenous probe could also be used to solve crimes. In fact, DNA fingerprinting and Lalji Singh's testimony were key to solving the assassination case of um, India's former Prime Minister Rajiv Gandhi, then the high-profile Naina Sahani Tandoon murder case in the 1990s, and many others. But first, Lalji Singh had to convince the judiciary that DNA fingerprinting could be used as evidence. He worked closely with Kaza Purnachandra Gandhi, the former Inspector General of Police uh, of the state of Andhra Pradesh to make that happen. It was K.P. Gandhi who spearheaded the first state-level DNA fingerprinting lab in India. Any new science and technology that is uh, introduced, police and courts from all over the world, not only in this country, especially the courts all over the world, they will not uh, take uh, accept the new technique or new technology unless it is proven beyond reasonable doubt. 
So then we have to popularize this DNA technology. So Alji has conducted a, a, a several seminars and several workshops. So we try to collaborate with each other to see that uh, our, our work is uh, properly utilized for the people and, uh, and by the people. Because he brought the scientific community, the police and the judiciary closer together, Singh is known as the father of DNA fingerprinting in India. It was only later in his career that he started to focus on genomic studies to look at the origins of population groups in India. That's when he collaborated with David Reich. Reich's a professor in the Department of Genetics at Harvard. We wrote to, to Dr. Singh and to Dr. Thangaraj really out of the blue. We approached them and they were very positive um, about working together and we started a collaboration around 2007. I, I didn't know very much about Indian population history at the time and uh, we were talking about issues that were important uh, in India. I really appreciated Dr. Singh's willingness to take these issues uh, head on and to help us articulate them together in a way that um, made the work really as effective as it could be. Their paper, Reconstructing Indian Population History, was published in Nature in 2009. It was a landmark study that forms the basis of what we know about the country's gene pool today. Reich told us how highly he regards Lalji Singh's contribution to this field. I think that Dr. Singh was really visionary in his view about what it would be possible to learn about human history and Indian history in particular based on genetic variation. He really built at uh, the Center for Cellular and Molecular and Biology what remains, I think, the most impressive collection of human variation anywhere in the world. And it really makes it possible to ask and answer really powerful questions about diversity um, in the country that, that couldn't be addressed without this resource. And it was really Dr. Singh's vision at CCMB that made it possible to build this unique collection. In fact, it was Lalji Singh's vision that made him an institution builder throughout his career. He founded the Center for DNA Fingerprinting and Diagnostics in 1995. Three years later, he started the Laboratory for the Conservation of Endangered Species. And in 2004, he started the Genome Foundation with KPC Gandhi. When the Human Genome Project became a reality, both of us uh, discussed uh, that how can the human genome, the advantage of Human Genome Project be provided to the common man in India. Because the technology will, uh, to reach the rural people, it takes decades, if not, uh, if not several decades. What is the best way to do that? And uh, together we started uh, Genome Foundation in 2004. We thought this is one thing we have to do. And we had to focus mostly on the rural areas. Though Gandhi and Singh had both retired, they still wanted to bring science to the public. And every minute, I can say, every minute of his wake-up time was spent only on how to make things happen in a better way for the country and how to make a difference through the, through the knowledge which we have. And he worked till the last minute for the same purpose. He is a voracious worker 9 to 9, even at the age of 70. Tangaraj agrees. He says if there's one thing that described Singh throughout the time he knew him, it was his commitment to work. He, he puts 100% of his effort, whatever the work he does, he used to put, uh, whatever the work he used to do. Uh, for example, we have gone for collecting sample, and he looked always forward to contribute even for the small things, like 
I used to uh, write the consent form, I used to write the name of the person on the uh, tube where we transferred the blood. So, so enthusiastic uh, it was. <laughs> it was. It was surprising in the beginning, but I got used to that because I came to know his, his uh, nature and uh, his, his contribution. For the people who knew him, little things like these will linger on. For the rest of us, Lalji Singh will be remembered for bringing science out of the labs, into the courtrooms and to the masses. This is Amrita Gupta for Nature India. There's no doubt that Lalji Singh's legacy to India will be lasting and unique. Just like the DNA fingerprinting technique he introduced India to. You can subscribe to the Nature India podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. For more science news and research highlights from India, you can log on to www.nature.com slash nindia. This is Shubhra Priyadarshini for the Nature India podcast.